0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 1078 of the Juicebox podcast. Okay, guys, I have got a great episode here for you. It's it's two episodes in one, honestly. Today's guest is Kim. She's had type 1 diabetes for 32 years. We're going to talk about her type 1, where she lives, a benign tumor that was found in her brain, it's a fantastic episode. But then, about an hour into it, Kim tells me something that is just... Oh my gosh, what do you hear? While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Box Podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. I'm going to be saying this for a little bit because Apple really kind of screwed us with this new podcast app. So if you've upgraded to iOS 17, you want to go into the podcast app, go to your library, touch Juicebox Podcast, top right corner, three dots, then settings, then scroll to automatically download and then go to the bottom, all new episodes. Apple Podcasts changed their app and you may not be getting the podcast because of it. Hopefully you heard this and you've made an adjustment. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. Now, U.S. Med is where we get our diabetes supplies from, and you can too. As a matter of fact, later in the ad, I'm going to tell you about an email we just received from U.S. Med. For now, go to usmed.com juicebox or call the special number just for Juicebox Podcast listeners, 888-721-1514. When you go to the link or call the number, you get yourself a free benefits check so that you can get started getting your diabetes supplies the way we do, from U.S. Med. The podcast is also sponsored today by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. You want accuracy? Well, then you want the Contour Next Gen. Contournext.com slash juicebox. Hey, Kim. Hey. How are you?
1: Good. How are you doing?
0: Uh, My wife yelled at me a little bit this morning because I didn't come downstairs to let the dogs out fast enough. But other than that, I'm doing great. (laughs) Excellent. Yes. Do you know what I told her? What? I said, 16 years ago, when (laughs) you said, I think the kids need a dog, I said, no, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And now today, 16 years later, you're yelling at me because of the bad decision you made 16 years ago. (laughs) But okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, that fucking dog is never going to die. Do you understand? <laughs> He's been alive for 16 uh, years.
1: That's that's an old dog. That's definitely an old dog.
0: And he doesn't seem that old some days. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. she did not care for that answer. <laughs> but I'm right. And I'm leaving that in our episode for posterity's okay. sake. I said not to buy a dog. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, he's never really bitten us, but he's bitten us in the ass a number of times along the way. I love, I want to be clear, Kim. Love the dog. Absolutely terrific. And if in the evenings when I went to sleep, or if I had to go away this weekend for work, which I have to do, or, you know, at 6.30 in the morning when he doesn't feel well, if somebody else was taking care of him at those points, like if I was a Kardashian or something, for instance, (laughs) then this would be terrific. But this isn't Instagram. (laughs) And, <laughs> no, yeah. it is life. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Right. So any who, uh, Kim, do you have a pair of headphones?
1: I'm wearing headphones.
0: Excellent. Is there like a little arm thing on them for the microphone or is it hanging on your wire? It hangs on the wire. No problem. Are you in a room without carpeting?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm laughing because I was just going to do this at my regular desk, but it's very windy here today, and we live at 9,700 feet. And so the house shakes, and especially that garage room that I would have been in. So now I'm in a tiny closet, and I brought in a bunch of pillows
0: with me. (laughs) It sounds a tiny bit hollow, (laughs) and I'm trying to figure out, but I want to get back (laughs) to the house shaking part. But um, I'm trying to figure out if maybe that wire just needs to be a little closer to your mouth. Or if I the, have
1: moved it closer to my
0: mouth. All right. Or if it's just the space you're in. I know this is going to sound crazy. Crack the door to the closet. Okay. <laughs> Give me some more words.
1: Okay. I opened the door.
0: I like that better. Okay. All right. You're really in a closet, Kim?
1: Yes. Like, I knew that you are very like specific about how things sound. So I was like, uh, he's not going to like all the wind in the background and the garage door shaking. So I need to find a
0: different place to be. (laughs) I see people put this on, by the way, we've begun. Um, People put this on me, but if you were listening to the podcast. No, I know. (laughs) I
1: I appreciate that about you and your podcast, because if the sound is like, Grading, I will just not listen. Of course,
0: you day. will. No, yes. I swear to you. I I used to say it all the time. Somebody could say, "Hey, on this episode of the Juicebox Podcast, we have the secret to life at thirty six minutes in, but you can't skip <laughs> forward, and um, you have to listen to the rest of it." If if a garage door started banging around, I'd be like, "I'm doing okay. I don't need the secret to life. Never mind." Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, yes. I yesterday, I interviewed a person so interesting. I interviewed a person whose father is really famous. But she didn't want anyone to know that. Oh. And so the whole time I was like, oh, come on, let's talk about it for five seconds. But we never did. And it was fine. <laughs> but not the point. The point is they had a really great microphone setup. And as soon as oh. she came on, I could feel my whole body relax. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's got a great mic. It's quiet in there. It's great. It's the one thing I don't have to worry about while I'm talking to her. So anyway, okay, Kim. Usually, I would have told you before this started, like, you know, is there anything you're concerned about? Do you have any questions or anything you want to say? So I'm just going to ask you that while we're recording. Anything you need to know, worried about?
1: No, I'm good.
0: Okay. Are you nervous? Not really. Excellent. Uh, usually, I would tell you to introduce yourself, but you're Kim. I think we've gone yeah. over that a couple of times. You have type one? I do. And I know you've had it since 1991. So I'm just going to, that have to throw that in there. And we'll do the math yeah. together. 2001. I did it last
1: night to practice 32 years
0: did you Kim I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna teach people how to count I was in 2001 <laughs> and then 2011 then 2021 mm-hmm. now it's 2023 yep. so 21 22 23 it's 32 yep. years
1: so. and it was April 1991 so we are actually oh, fully completed that year yes.
0: 32 years yes. on, on the button almost yeah all right all right well that's fine that sounds good Been a lot of fun, has it? (laughs) Sorry.
1: Oh, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's that whole thing where it's like, I don't know what my life would have been like without it. and But I do kind of think in ways it has been better for it. I mean, I don't want it, but I know, like, it's basically made me who I am. So it's hard to say.
0: Are you saying it's like exercise?
1: (laughs) I don't know what that analogy would
0: be. You don't want to do it, but when you do oh, it, when no, you do it, things are it. Oh, no, that's the thing. I like
1: better. exercise. That's oh. why I was confused. Oh, Kim,
0: oh. what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what is funny? I was going to say something that would have been inappropriate based on something you're going to say in the future, but I'm going to jot it down so I can remind people after it comes out how I almost said something very, I think would have been hilarious, but then... <laughs> would have been inappropriate <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um okay, so Kim, so you're diagnosed at how old because how old are you now?
1: My birthday is next month, so I was 8, almost 9 years old.
0: Oh wow, so you're you're going to be 40? 41. 41. Wow. Is that exciting? Sad? How do you feel about that?
1: Um it's fine. I don't really feel any different, so I don't worry about it too much.
0: I think that too. Even when I hear people are like, oh, I'm so upset. This is happening or that's happening. I always think, well, you're alive. That's how you got to be 41. (laughs) What's the alternative? You died before you were 41? Yeah, yeah. we don't want that. Right, right. No, I I know everybody wants to live forever, but um, that's not happening either. So not yet. No. No. (laughs) Give give Elon Musk some more time, Kim. (laughs) Why do you live at the top of a mountain in a rickety house?
1: (laughs) Actually, a brand new house. Um, Okay. We were living in Denver for a while now, and then we decided to move up into the mountains. So now we live about an hour west of Denver on the top of a mountain.
0: Were you afraid that the government was going to find your weed grow, so you had to go higher? (laughs) No. No. Okay. So are you skiers? No, we are
1: not. We're hiking and snowshoeing and biking,
0: that kind of stuff. Are there wild animals where you are?
1: Yes, I haven't seen any yet, but there's potential for bears, mountain lions,
0: coyotes, deer, all that stuff at our house. (laughs) Just too easy, Kim? And you were like, let's level up.
1: (laughs) Yes. Also, the house is completely
0: off the grid.
1: We have a well, we have a septic system and solar panels and a propane backup generator.
0: Kim, are you a prepper? (laughs)
1: No, I feel like it, but no, this is just how this house was
0: built. Okay. So you, somebody come into some money and you were like, let's upgrade now. Been working hard your whole life. How did this happen?
1: (laughs) Well, we uh, were thinking of building a house in the mountains. And then we found this house on Zillow and then came up here to talk to the guy. And we are and so it has an amazing view that that's the thing being on top of the mountain. We can see like the entire, like the Continental Divide and the the Rocky Mountains. And so we're not like, so we're still not quite far enough west that we're like in the Rocky Mountains, Mm -hmm. right? Like range legitimately. So like we can see them from our house versus if, because like if you're living in them, you can't see them because you're in them. So we're still out far enough, like in the foothills to be able to see all the mountains. So the view was a million dollar view. So we went
0: for it. Hmm. This man you... Breezed over, did you feed him to a bear and just take his house? How did that go? <laughs> no, he was the builder oh. and the listing agent. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> you're like, there was a man, then there was no more talk of him. I was like, mm. <laughs> they killed him. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter. This is an incredibly accurate meter, and you want accuracy. Contournext.com slash Find out all about the second chance test strips. The fantastic meter, the easy to read screen, the beautiful form factor that fits right into your hand. This meter is the bee's knees. It is incredibly accurate, and not every meter is. So don't just run around with whatever busted up meter somebody handed to you out of a drawer or a closet, or because that's the sales guy they like the most. Look into meters, get good meters. As a matter of fact, when you go to Contour, next dot com slash juicebox, you may find that the contour meter and its test strips are less expensive for you out of pocket in cash than you're paying now for what could be a lesser meter through your insurance. Check it out. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com to contour, US Med, and all of the sponsors. No. So oh, okay well that sounds lovely. Can I ask yeah. a question? How long yes. have you been there? Two months. All right. So I'm going to ask a difficult question. Okay. You've been there long enough now to have buyer's remorse. What about it? Are you like, oh, I overlooked that.
1: Um, Actually, I'm surprised because I thought there'd be more of an issue with being like 45 to an hour minutes from Denver now, because mm-hmm. I still need to go back there to get like my allergy shots and stuff. But Overall, that hasn't been as bad as I thought it would be. So, And we also have to drive up this like dirt road with that's really rutted and muddy sometimes. And that was kind of stressful, but we got a new car, so that's better now. And so honestly, I don't have buyer's remorse, and I am a little bit surprised about that.
0: Nice. Kim, new house, new car. There's like 18 <laughs> yes. cents left in your bank account. And you're yes. um, like, <laughs> we don't have to eat this week. And and I hear you're in the woods but you need allergy shots. Would it have not have been a good idea to move away from the woods?
1: <laughs> um I don't think I'm allergic to the woods as much as I am the animals in my own house.
0: Oh, I don't want to make it like a simple suggestion, but have you considered opening the door and letting them out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what you're supposed to do when you have dogs and cats.
0: All right, Kim. You and I talked at the beginning. I am at the point now where I'm willing to let my dog walk away. (laughs) Like like just like put a little stick on it with some dog food and a bandana and like stick it in his collar and be like, good man, good luck. I think we've been together long enough now. I want to divorce my dog is what I'm saying. Um, Oh, really? I just just didn't want him to live 16 years. (laughs) It's funny. I did want him to live 16 years, 16 years ago. And now I don't, I don't, I don't know what I think anymore.
1: Is he a smaller dog? I assume that's why
0: he's so old. No, he weighs like, I mean, at his uh, at his zest when he was in full vigor. You know what I mean? When he could have made mm-hmm. a lady pregnant back then. Right. He was yes. like 55 pounds.
1: Oh, I'm surprised.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now he's just old. He's thinner hmm. now. And gray, that's the weirdest thing. Your dogs get gray hair. No one tells you that.
1: Oh, I didn't know that before we got our vishlas and they get like, people call it sugar face and then their face turns white and I, we're a little freaked
0: out about that. Do people call it coke face but you're nicing it up for me? <laughs> no, they no. call it sugar face. Oh, okay. I don't know. Like it's just it's weird seeing them get older in their face. Like he he yeah. got thinner. He get that like the little hard nose thing happened mm. to him. Like you take him to the vet and the vet's like, "How? Oh, Indy's alive?" and you're like, "Yeah. Hey, what's up?" And <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all like even um our kennel which I don't think we use maybe twice a year, but we've been using them forever. They're wonderful people. Absolutely great. The last time I was there, they were like, you got to stop. You can't bring into here anymore. And I was like, why? And she goes, he's just so old. Aww. And I'm like, all right. So you know what I had to do, Kim? I had to find a kennel with less morals and they take him no problem. But uh, <laughs> because I, I still had to move my daughter into college. Like, I, like, what was mm-hmm. I going to do? Like, just leave him at home? Tell him good luck? Yeah. You know what I mean? So- uh, anyway, how many dogs do you have? How many cats? How many parrots? What's in that house making you sneeze?
1: Well, we have two dogs now and one cat, but this all started a long time ago when we had three cats and no dogs.
0: Kim, Kim, <laughs> Kim three cats?
1: We had three cats at one time.
0: Yes. What are you doing? You're starting an army of cats? So, and you got bored of it, or why three? <laughs> well, how does that happen?
1: Okay. So, we had one cat that we got when we were in college. And then we got a second cat like a year later, and then they got older together. And then we got the third cat when they were about 10 or 11, because we needed to be able to cycle through animals, like, so that we weren't left with no animals. And that was, that was the plan as laid out by my husband. And so then the middle cat died and then we had the two cats. And then when the oldest cat
0: died, then he got the dog in twenty twenty. you People hippies or something? What's going on? Like just don't. No. Uh, oh no, not a hippie. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, you don't think so. My um, my son. <laughs> These years ago, my son's a, a freshman in college. He calls up and he goes, uh, "Kid down the hall got a chinchilla in his room." Okay. And I went, "Are you allowed to do that?" And he goes, "No, no <laughs> we are not allowed to do that." And so they hid that. That animal for like a that kid hid that animal for like a year and a half in that. Oh my gosh! Right? I I don't know. All right, so diabetes, huh? Uh, I guess yep. the obvious question here around type one is: Did you have any concerns moving such to such a rural place?
1: I didn't, because um, I haven't had to call the emergency people in a long time. Like it not since I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had to use a like, glucagon since I was a kid. My parents, on the other hand, were like, how are you going to live up there? And they're going to, it's an hour to a hospital. And I was like, well, actually the neighbors below us, one is an emergency room doctor and the other is a rheumatologist. So there is (laughs) medical professionals nearby. It's just, it would be a while to get to the hospital. But no, generally I wasn't worried because like with Dexcom and everything now, like if I just don't worry about that being an issue. And otherwise I don't, I can't think of any other emergencies that could happen.
0: Do you work? I do. Out of the house or.
1: Yeah, we both work from home. I'm a CPA.
0: Oh, oh, I have so many questions about that, but don't worry. I'll okay. ask, I'll ask them later. People are like, do not ask her accounting questions <laughs> before you talk to her about her diabetes. Okay. So I guess I kind of want to like, there's an elephant in the room as far as I'm concerned. Cause I can see your little intake questionnaire. I'm almost embarrassed to say that last night my wife's like, Do you record tomorrow? I said, Yeah, tomorrow at 10 o'clock with a lady who has type one and she had a benign brain tumor. And my wife goes, Why do you sound excited by that? I'm like, doesn't that <laughs> like, doesn't that sound interesting? And she's yeah. like, probably not to her. And I was like, No, I know, but to me, I think it's gonna be very interesting. So how old were you when that happened? How did that present? So
1: it was I was 26 and I had a rigging in my ear, just that one ear. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have any other explanations for why that would happen because I don't listen to loud music or go to concerts or anything. We had moved to Washington, DC pretty near about that time, and I got a new endocrinologist. And then it was like my first appointment with him, and he was like, Do you have any other concerns? And I was like, Well, this isn't like for you, but like I have this ringing in my ear. And so then he gave me the name of a ENT doctor in the building and said to go see him.
0: Hmm. And he talks to you and then decides to image your brain?
1: Yeah. So I got lucky because that doesn't always happen. So I did go to the ENT. And then first he did a hearing test. um, And I had some hearing loss in that ear. That I hadn't noticed. And so then he knew that something was going on. And luckily, he then ordered an MRI. And then we saw the tumor.
0: Wow. And tell the people, it's catnip, right? It got in your ears and, and it, <laughs> it grew in your head? <laughs> no. no. How does that happen? Any, any of that in your family line? Anything like that? No. No. no.
1: So it is... There is a way that it could be more of a hereditary thing when it's called um, neurofibromatosis, neurofibromatosis, I don't know, ptosis two. That's when it is more of a hereditary thing and it's like, it happens more in younger people Mm -hmm. and you have like tumors all along the nerves in your body. And so they were a little concerned that that could be what I had because I was on the younger side. Usually you don't get diagnosed with this till you're like in your fifties or sixties. And so then I did have some additional imaging done of my spine and to look for, for tumors there, but I didn't have any. So it was just the regular one. Um so there's a couple names for it. It's colloquially called the uh, an acoustic neuroma, um, but it's also like more medically accurate to call it a vestibular schwannoma.
0: <laughs> it also sounds more fun that way. You should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. Um so then yeah. So there, yeah, I had no reason to think I would ever end up with one of these. Right. Wow.
0: And how um like what did it measure? How big was it? For over two years, we've been getting our diabetes supplies from US Med. USMed.com slash juicebox or call 888-721-1514. Arden gets her Omnipod and Dexcom supplies from US Med, but they have so much more. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, you're going to love US Med. They always provide 90 days worth of supplies and they have fast and free shipping. They're going to carry everything for you, from your insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies, the latest CGMs. They have it if you need it. usmed.com slash juicebox. You want Freestyle Libre 2 or 3? They got it. Dexcom 6 or 7? They have it. You want Omnipod 5? Check. They got that too. Omnipod Dash, T-Slim, they have what you want. usmed.com slash juicebox. Get your free benefits check right now. Prefer the phone, 888-721-1514. We received an email two days ago from US Med that it was time to re, uh, what are we gonna refresh? Oh, Dexcom supplies. I didn't respond to the email, so a couple days later, we got a phone call. I picked up the phone. Hey, this is US Med. It's like a recording. Do You want your supplies to come? Press one. I press one, that was it, done. The time before we used them, I used the email. I clicked, yeah, come on, send some more supplies, and they were on their way. It couldn't be easier usmed.com slash juice links in the show notes links at juiceboxpodcast.com
1: one and a half by centimeters by one and a half centimeters by like a little bit more than one and a half centimeters i think at that point and, and so where it is is so the reason it gets its name as acoustic neuroma is because a lot of the time it does present with hearing issues um and that's where the acoustic part of it comes from but the why the actual Name of it being vestibular schwannoma is what that means is there's a schwannoma, which is a benign tumor on your vestibular nerve, which is your balance nerve. And so in your brain there, the the hearing nerve, the balance nerve and your facial nerve are all bundled together and they go into your brain like through your ear canal, not your canal, but like in your brain, there's a passageway that these three nerves go through to get to the where they're coming from and then to your brain. And so, so that a lot of the time because the tumor is growing on the balance nerve, it will affect the hearing nerve and the facial nerve. And so that's, that's the lay of the land there.
0: Wow. And, and for you, it was just, it was ringing at first.
1: Yes. And no- yes. So nothing, then, nothing else? Um, well then, no, nothing else really um, which was surprising because I, Later, found out what other things can feel like when you have your other nerves having issues. But mm. um, at that time, no, no, I did not. Okay.
0: So I want to move on to find out more. But first, I want to say that I thought you were trying to screw with me earlier when you said colloquial, and I was like, "Is she going to say cochlear and colloquial in the same couple of minutes?" <laughs> I was like, "Because that's going to throw me off if that happens." And then I would be confused. You did not say that, <laughs> but I couldn't stop thinking about it. So anyway. Here come the emails and say I have ADHD. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Was it in any, I guess my question is, it doesn't sound like it was life threatening, right?
1: No, 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 it was not. Um, So that's the thing they say. um, So there's an acoustic neuroma association, and you can go. So I went to like a support group in DC that had people going to it. And a lot of it. So the first question they ask you is like, are you watching wait, or are you like decided on a treatment plan, which would either be surgery or radiation. And a lot of the time they recommend that you watch and wait, um, just to see like, is it growing? Like maybe it's been there and it's just like, that's how big it's going to be. And it's not going to get any bigger, which a lot of the time is what happens with older people Mm -hmm. because it is very slow growing tumor. And it's almost like they're going to, die from things other than like they wouldn't die from this but like there's no point in treating it if it's just slow growing and they're already old
0: don't (laughs) worry your mcdonald's fries are going to get you before this does yeah yeah Yeah, great
1: yeah so but then in my situation being 26 they were like yeah we're probably going to do something but let's see like how quickly it's growing so then i waited a couple of months and then got another MRI and it had gotten bigger in that time. So it seemed pretty clear that we should do something before it got even mm-hmm, bigger.
0: Mm-hmm, okay. And so it has to be removed physically. They,
1: they're, um, they're yeah. A so hole this in is your, where, where, where like,
0: does this, how does this happen?
1: It's, it's a rare tumor. <laughs> like if you go on Google it, it's like one of those things that comes up and it's like rare. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so which is why I like to say I'm probably the only person who's had this tumor and type 1 diabetes.
0: You trying to you get on television, that? Kim? What's going on here? No, right.
1: I just think it's funny. Like, <laughs> the intersection of that. Anyway.
0: No, I do, too, actually. I, I'm always, like, my brain gets fried when I'm like, if somebody comes on and they have six incredibly rare issues. Yeah. I'm like, God, that's just, like, the oddest <laughs> luck, <laughs> you know? I know. So.
1: Yeah. Because it's rare. You have to go to a place like a hospital that with doctors who do this a lot in order to like get a good result because it's a very small space um, that they are working in, especially if they're going to be doing surgery to physically remove it because it's just it's a very, very tiny space in your head. Mm -hmm. At the time, like I said, we were living in Washington, D.C. So I went up to Johns Hopkins and met with doctors there oh first i met with doctors at georgetown because that was nearest and then went up to hopkins and then there's also a like standalone kind of clinic hospital in la that does this a lot um called the house ear clinic and so i also sent my stuff to them to look at to give me like a third opinion so like this is the sort of thing where like it can because it is slow growing, you don't need to rush into anything, and you should get multiple opinions from mm-hmm. different doctors about a treatment plan because, like, it, you don't want to have to do it more than once. And there's just a lot of options, but
0: it's also a lot to decide. Yeah, I was going to say, because what happens to, I mean, it's like if I go to three people and I say, what color do I paint my garage? And somebody goes purple, someone says red, and someone says blue, you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, is that how it goes or what were they pretty similar?
1: It can be. So a lot of the time, if you go to a person who does surgery, like physical surgery, they're going to recommend that option because that's what they know. And if you go to a radiation specialist, they're going to recommend that because that's what they know. Luckily in my situation being as young as I was, even the radiation Specialists said I should do surgery because oh. there hadn't been enough time with like, you know, seeing what happens to people who had radiation, you know, 40 years later. There hasn't been enough of that oh. for them to be confident in recommending that to someone who's 26.
0: Uh, you got the I'm not gonna kill you answer.
1: Yeah. 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 I got so you. okay. So everyone recommended that I do surgery. So that was that made that easier to decide that part and then it was like where do i want to do it and then i did end up having that done at johns hopkins hospital
0: oh, that's a good hospital so um kind of luckier in that part of the country i guess when that happened yeah how yeah. long how long did it take you to figure out what to do
1: uh, the diagnosis was like in august 2008 and then i had the surgery in february 2009 and oh. i had decided to do that probably by thanksgiving
0: and the, the time living with it, I'm I'm super interested in the psychological aspect of this. Like, do you have that? There's something in my brain feeling, or does it not go like that?
1: I so I I kind of there's a situation like this, um, probably from living with diabetes for a long time at that point already. Like, you know, you just kind of roll with it. Like, I named the tumor, I named it Manny. And so, like, my coworkers and I would, like, talk about Manny. Like, how are you feeling about Manny? And, and like, I'm going to go, like, evict Manny when I was going to go get surgery done. You know, so it's just, like, you just kind of, like, go with it. And I didn't get too overwhelmed or upset because it was, like, a research project then. And I like research projects. And it.
0: Kim's like, it gave me something to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I didn't get too overwhelmed or upset and I just kind of, you know, went with it.
0: You're married at that point. Yeah. Okay. Not a lot for your spouse to do.
1: No, he listened, but, um, and helped make decisions, but he, you know, left it more up to me cause he's sort of, uh, he doesn't want to take responsibility for other people's Decisions. So, like, he'll offer input, but like, ultimately, it needs to be up to the person making the decision.
0: Yeah. He
1: doesn't like telling people what to do.
0: Does he not like getting yelled at later, or does he not like telling people what to do? (laughs) I
1: I don't, well, probably both, but I think it's more like he doesn't want to feel guilty later if someone doesn't like what happened.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, that's very interesting. Did you know, of course, you would have Mm -hmm. no way of knowing this, Kim, but when I was very, very young, uh, and Kelly and I were only married for a few years, this opportunity came up to buy the house that we live in now. And Mm -hmm. it was, at the time, a great piece of property and a really shitty house. Mm -hmm. And so the price was right. And I said, you know, we could sell our condo and make, uh, you know, we could make some money. Our condo appreciated crazy, like, the first Mm -hmm. year we lived in it for reasons I still don't understand. Like, by the way, and the price went, like, Right back down again. Like, we somehow just took a bunch of money out of it, left, and then people were like, they're not really worth that much. I was like, too late, we're gone. And so, anyway. Yep. Years later, and I mean years later, my wife says, I didn't want to buy this house. (laughs) And I was like, well, you could have mentioned that years ago. And she's like, no, you seem like something you wanted to do. And that's what it made me think of when you said that about your husband. Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, what if, like, I didn't, by the way, I had no, it never occurred to me that that's how she felt. Yeah. And so it was really interesting. And we've talked about that more as, um, as time's gone on, not just here, but I've heard about it on the podcast and people talking about how sometimes it's interesting, people can feel unheard and not say anything. And the person who has a more, I don't know what, like, like, uh, defined position can say, like, oh, I think we should pa- yeah. paint the garage blue. And you're standing there thinking, I don't think we should do that. But you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I think you agree. And you think I don't listen to you. <laughs> Such an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. I
1: have to be careful with that with, with my husband. Yeah. So we've been married since 2006 and together since 2001. So it's been a long time and this has been a thing that has developed is. I think a lot of the time, like, so we're very, both very independent, but like there's certain things that each of us care about more than the other one. So a lot of the time, like if it's something that he cares a lot about and I don't have a strong opinion, then I'll just go with what he wants. But if there is something about it that I'm like, I don't think we should, then I will say that. But the, and then so I think it works out because then we are not we, we don't not say something when we do feel something. But generally, we just let the other person who cares more do the thing that they care more Have about.
0: Have you ever done the thing where nobody speaks up and you're 35 minutes into a movie or a meal or something and you realize no one <laughs> wants to be there? I think that's hilarious when that happens. You're like, wait, I, mean, I thought that you wanted definitely,
1: to... Yeah, you, that would yeah. definitely happen with movies. Yeah, we're, we're both like like halfway into it. We're like, is, this is pretty bad. And, yeah, and so, you're like, yeah. but
0: you wanted to come. And they go, no, I thought you wanted to come. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. okay. So how did they get that... How did, how did they get Manny out of your head? They go through <laughs> your ear. They go through your nose, your eyeball socket. Well, what do you do?
1: <laughs> there are different options. So... I had the retro sigmoid approach, which is when they go through like the base of your skull, the back of your neck behind your ear. So he uh, like, so another option would be to go through the ear, but then you are automatically losing your hearing that way. And I still had pretty good hearing in that side. It was my left side, by the way, we haven't said that yet. Mm -hmm. It's my left ear. So we didn't go with that approach. And then there is like an over, like over the top of the ear. I forget what that one's called, but we didn't do that one either because of where the tumor was located. It wouldn't Mm. get a good angle. So we went in from the back, the bottom back. And so they drilled a hole in my skull and then they, I don't know, moved some stuff out of the way (laughs) and went in there behind my
0: ear, hmm.
1: and removed the tumor.
0: How long does that take?
1: It took a very long time. I think I was in surgery for like ten hours. Holy Christ! Wow,
0: it was yeah. Derek Shepherd there from there a, Grey's what? Anatomy. Derek Shepherd, oh, the no. renowned brain I surgeon. I don't.
1: Yeah. I have never watched that right. show, <gasps> so I
0: don't. Kids, stop! It. What are you? What are you highfalutin? You got big ideas? Um, that's crazy. Ten and a half hours. Did you feel like? What's the recovery like?
1: It was a lot. So, uh, I woke up and I felt okay. Like I wasn't really ever in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. but obviously they're giving me pain meds and steroids, which when you have type one diabetes yeah. is a problem. And, um, I think I was like, so that I was an ICU. And then, so then a bunch of like crazy stuff happened. So this is where like the story gets more interesting. Really?
0: But, oh, my yes. God. Like I'm, okay. I'm fascinated. Like, I'm like <laughs> there's more. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh, so it turned out, um, I lost my hearing in that side. Um, so like that was kind of a bummer, but I've adapted. We can talk more about that later. Tim, that was Um, kind of a bummer. Was it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, but then, okay. So I woke up and I'm in ICU and my husband and my parents are there. And then Um, then they leave. I don't know. It's like then later that night. And then, um, it's a little bit later and I wake up and I'm being shuttled on a gurney through this green hallway, this darkish green hallway. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? And they're like, we're taking you to get a CT scan. And I'm like, what's going on? And so apparently I had been like, obviously I had been Intubated while I was under general anesthesia. And mm-hmm. then I think they had dis, I don't know, taken the tube out. But then I developed breathing problems later that night. And so they were taking me for a scan to see if there was something physically wrong inside of me. I don't know where exactly. Um, so then I got like re-intubated, but I didn't need it to, like, breathe for me. They just put it in to, like, hold open the airway.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. Um, So that was kind of scary because I was still, like, kind of out of it. And then I, I just remember the green hallway. And then... So I think I was worried that I was wearing my insulin pump, and that they were taking me to get a scan. And I was like, "The insulin pump can't go in the scanner, you know?" Like <laughs> they were like looking at me like I'm a crazy person because I'm not wearing an insulin pump, and why am I talking to about that to them? Yeah. And I just remember that, and they were all kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> and personally. they're probably
0: like, "Lady, your airway is closing. We don't yeah. care." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, my "Let's prioritize, pump- shall we?" The next day, my husband comes back to the hospital, and he's like, what's going on? And they're like, they didn't call you last night? He's like, no. And they're like, oh, well, she, she stopped breathing. And then he was like, why didn't anyone call me?
0: I love married people. He's like, yeah, she'll be fine. I'll go home. No, it's no big deal. Well,
1: he couldn't stay there. <laughs> Uh, and he had to take care of the cats. At home. <laughs> that's, what DC. that's
0: what I'm trying to get to. These <laughs> animals are ruining the whole thing. So, by the way, I want people to give me credit right now for every time you say the word hearing, I don't go, what's that? Because <laughs> I there's a... Five-year-old inside of me that wants to pretend I can't hear as a joke every time someone brings up hearing, and I hold it inside. Okay, okay. so thank okay. you. Yeah, and, that would be a lot. Oh with my the god, story. I yeah. would. <laughs> I, it would be. It would be like a drinking game, like you know what I mean. And and I didn't know you lost your hearing from this when we started. Yeah, yeah, oh, I did. My gosh, mm-hmm. and it's like, is it gone? Gone? Like, there's any percentage of it?
1: Um, no. So there's. The, the hearing nerve got destroyed in the process of removing the tumor that was wrapped around the, all the nerves there. So they did, they cut the balance nerve because it's easier to adapt afterwards if you have no balance nerve versus a damaged he- balance nerve. And then the hearing nerve, they tried to preserve it, but it was only a wisp by the end of it. And so I lost, I lost my hearing and like a hearing aid doesn't help, or even like a cochlear implant like that would not help because there is no nerve nerve from which to derive hearing on that side, if that makes sense. So the only thing I could do is this thing called a bone anchored hearing aid, where you get like a little nub thing drilled into your brain or not your brain, your, your skull on that side. And then there's a little amplification thing that would pick up sound. And then like, you know, those like, like bone conducting headphones. It's like that. So then you would, you can then hear what's happening on that side in your other ear, because it's going through, it's being conducted through the bone Hmm. in your head. But that has always freaked me out because my problem is like directionality. Like if I'm in target and you're like, Hey Kim, I'm over here. I have to spin around to look for you because I can't, everything always sounds like it's coming from my right side. So if that doesn't fix that problem, like that's my biggest issue. And so like, I don't want to have more stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: Borg gorged right. on to me that I already have with diabetes. So you don't,
0: you don't want to hear better, but still directional omnidirectionally. Yeah, yeah. 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 I say, yeah. wow, boy, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So then like when I'm in a crowded place, like it is a little anxiety ridden when I'm like doing like a happy hour or a networking thing. And like I like I just have to like look to see. Like I have to apparently look to see if there's someone on my left side like talking to me. Yeah. And then I can like turn my head and hear it like i asked them to repeat it and i turned my head all the way around so they could put it into the correct ear Mm -hmm. um so it's that's a little annoying um but it, it hasn't there's only been one time that i know of that like someone at work was sitting on my left side like at a lunch and then later they were like I thought Kim didn't like me because she just ignored me when I was talking to her. Right. And then uh, then later I was like, no, 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 I, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. I have like... See, the problem is it's also hard to know when to tell people that you're deaf on your left side, because like, that's not like the first thing I want to do when I meet someone. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm deaf on this side. But then like I get through it and then like I get to know them more and then I've met up with them a few times and then I still don't tell them. And then I'm like, I should have told them already because they would be like happy to know that so that they're not making my life harder by always being on my left side, you know? So it's just like, ah, uh,
0: mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. No, oh. and <laughs> and then on the diabetes on top of that too, like when do you tell people you have type 1? When do you tell people like, or you, do you not? And well, I actually,
1: I think I tell people about diabetes quicker and sooner than I do about being deaf on the left.
0: Interesting. And <laughs> I assume that passive aggressively, if you're pissed at your husband, you give him your left side and he knows that means i'm not listening to you no no i don't do that oh no. my god kim but You've- if
1: we're like out to dinner like i'll put him on my left because he knows that i can't hear him on that side and then i can use my good ear to hear everybody else better and then like but he and i don't really talk at dinner anyway. you know like i need to hear the <laughs> people that we're meeting up with no nah, i don't need to hear him what so- a
0: sad little look into marriage that was for people younger than you kim <laughs> Like when I go out to dinner with other people, my husband, I put my husband in the spot where I can't hear him because we weren't going to talk anyway. <laughs> it, it works. There's like a 25 it, year old right now going, what, wait, what, what happens if I get married? <laughs> oh my gosh. How? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so much. Are you okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Um <laughs> But then the the plot thickens later. No,
0: stop it. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait, but I got to tell you this one part after surgery. So like I was in surgery for so long in what they call the park bench position, which would be, I guess, if you were like sleeping on a park bench. I don't know. So I was like, my head was twisted to get to that part of my head. And I was like laying down. And so I had I ended up with like a pinched nerve in my neck and then my left hand was numb when i came out of surgery get out of here and it took a couple of months for all the feeling to come back in my hand
0: how was your um diabetes control as a young person it was good it, and what does that mean
1: i would say like like a1c what like what would be yeah the
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah, how, what yeah. were your outcomes like
1: um i would say i was like you know during the troubling like puberty times you know it was like probably the sevens but other than that like
0: not crazy
1: yeah not crazy no no
0: okay well i'm looking at the park bench position right now and it doesn't look comfy
1: (laughs) yeah i can't imagine having been in that position but if you don't if
0: you don't mind surgery photos google (laughs) park bench position and go to images (laughs) wow that's bonkers Yeah, months um, months for the feeling to come back.
1: Yeah, like like it because the nerve, um, it was like my pinky came back last because that's the furthest away from the nerve, Mm. I guess is what happened. I don't know. Anyway, but then so then this other funny thing is like because I was like in that position for so long like my body was just like so stiff and so eventually like once i could get up out of bed and start walking around like i couldn't turn my head because my neck was just like stiff like so stiff and so i would be walking and and then i would be like what and i would turn at the torso and be like what and then so i was like this weird like
0: Like frankenstein necklace
1: body, yeah Yeah, like frankenstein
0: walking around no
1: Yeah. And I kind of had to relearn how to walk because not like I couldn't walk, but like I didn't have a balance nerve on that side. And so then you start walking, not in a straight line. So I had to practice like walking in a straight line and walking up and down stairs, which is really actually difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Like down is harder than up because you have to like work against gravity to like stay upright when you're going downstairs. And so it was like a process of a few months before I felt pretty more comfortable just like walking around. And I was out of work for six
0: weeks afterwards. Oh, and a number of things that you just don't, you don't even think about ever. Like the idea that as yeah. you're walking downstairs, that if you weren't controlling your body, your body would just tumble forward. Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Is this about the time your husband redownloaded his dating app? He, <laughs> he like, there's no. no way she's making it through all this. I got to do a couple of sit-ups and meet some ladies. <laughs> no i'm very resilient no no you are goddamn right (laughs) that's insane
1: okay so then i'll say fast forward um well so i had some MRIs afterwards and everything was like they look it looks good everything we got it all we got it all they said we got it all okay fast forward to so that was 2009 fast forward to 2015 i start having facial spasms what is that like? You meet. You want to know? Okay, so the left side of my face would scrunch up from the my mouth and chin up to like my eye, and the whole like cheek area would just like crumple in, and it would be stuck like that for like twenty seconds. And I'm like, this seems weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it would happen when I was like stressed or I was laughing or just something would, and I was, or brushing my teeth, like something would trigger the muscles and they would just crunch up. So I go back to the doctors at Johns Hopkins and they are like, well, I mean, look, look in here, look at this scan. Like this, this area is lighting up, but it's just scar tissue. See, it's just scar tissue. Look at it over the time, scar tissue, scar tissue. I'm like, okay. And so they're like, we could do Botox so that your face can't scrunch up. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, that seems to not really really fixing the problem Mm -hmm. that's treating the symptom. And then they're like, well, maybe you had like the herpes virus in your head that is like causing the, and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, okay. So that (laughs) was a problem and it only was getting worse. And so then in 2016, we moved to Colorado and I was like, okay, well, I need to establish care at somewhere out here. And also maybe these other new people will have some better ideas about these facial spasms that I'm having. Mm-hmm. So I go meet with like the same kind of doctor here. So there's a cut, there were two surgeons. There's the otolaryng, like neuro which is like the, more like in the brain, ear, nose, and throat doctor, surgeon guy. And then there's just like a neurosurgeon who's good at surgery in the brain. Um, so I met with another like otolaryngologist here. And then he was like, that's very suspicious. Like, I know your doctor from Hopkins because we we like get together. We have these, you know, conferences that all these doctors get together at. And I like, I know your doctor and I'm really surprised that he's telling you it's scar tissue because I think it's regrowth. And I'm like, okay. So then he wants me to give him all of my MRIs from inception through now. And he's going to look at them all in like succession and see what he thinks. And then he takes all of my scans then to the skull based tumor meetup that they have at the university of colorado and Schutz medical center and so all of the rest of the doctors there that do what he does all look at my images and they're like yeah it's regrowth i'm sorry that your doctor at johns hopkins i don't know if he felt like it just couldn't be because he knew was there and he thought he got it all and it was like an ego thing or he just didn't think like i don't know but you have regrowth and i'm like okay great so then. I talked to him about doing surgery a second time. And I talked to a radiologist guy that at university of Colorado about doing radiation. He's like, Oh, well now you're a good candidate for radiation. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go through all this again. Okay. And so then I, (laughs) I uh, decide I'm going to do something a little crazy. And I'm going to submit my stuff, my scans and situation to Stanford University because I know that the doctor there is like one of the best in the whole field and he does both surgery and radiation so he should be able to give a better Mm -hmm. opinion versus just what he wants to do and so then I so I went out there and at the time my brother lived in San Francisco so it was really easy and so my brother went with me to meet with Dr. Chang there And he was like, here's the thing, you should have radiation because first of all, like no one wants to do surgery on someone else's surgery. And really, you don't want to do it again on your own surgery anyway, because like you like when someone goes into that small of a space and does surgery, they're like messing up all the landmarks of how you know where anything is in the, in the brain and the head. Right. And like, and they leave it a certain way that someone else doesn't like. And if they like, If they sometimes they will like rebuild the structures in your brain like using bone dust and things, which I think my surgeon did do, and so like that just like makes it even harder for anyone else to go back in there and figure anything out. Yeah,
0: you get. I imagine they get in there and they don't even know what they're looking at then. Yeah, yeah. So he was
1: like, "No," and also, like, you should do this thing. So they at Stanford they invented this thing called cyber knife. So it's like the next generation of radiation machines where, so like the first generation or even before that, the Linac machine, like all these things, like you, you can't move when you are getting zapped in a certain spot. Um, And the way they do that is they would screw a steel frame into your skull and then they hold it in place. So you can't move once they've figured out where the, radiation beams should go in your head but that's kind of scary and I didn't really want to have a steel frame screwed into my head so um, what they invented at Stanford is CyberKnife and what that does is um, you still have a thing that holds you still so it was like this like face mask kind of thing like this it was like this plastic mesh that like they warm up and then they drape it over your the front of my face and then that whole like it makes a mold of my face to then put back on to me when they're going to do the zapping mm-hmm. and then that gets screwed into the, the table that i'm laying on so that i can't move but also the way that they invented the cyber knife is that it is continuously readjusting its position like it knows what it needs to aim at and then it can, like, readjust or stop if the person does move. Like, if you sneeze in the middle of it, like, it will just stop. And so it was, like, this new thing. And so I was like, okay, I that all makes a lot of sense. I agree with you. I think this is the place to do it. So then I went back to Stanford around Thanksgiving of 2016. No, 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 no. It was Thanksgiving 2017. Um, we went back to Stanford and had cyber knife radiation done for yeah. the regrowth.
0: People should look it up. It's a really interesting looking device. Really, yeah. really kind of amazing that somebody came up. And,
1: and it, like, I only needed like 24 minutes or 20 minutes of radiation. And then I was done. Wow. And I had nothing like there's no, I had no issues afterwards. And then the really funny thing. So there's the, the doctor. Um, that I met with, who was like the head of everything. And then there, he works with the radiation surgeon to like, to figure out like how many units of radiation they're going to do and how to like program the machine to do it. Mm -hmm. And that guy, so I had been reading on the acoustic neuroma forums that like people still get prescribed steroids after the radiation. And I was like, "Ah, I really don't want to deal with steroids. So I asked that the radiation guy, I was like, so I've seen that like a lot of the time people take steroids after. Do I really need that? Like, cause I have type one diabetes and it just makes everything hurt. And then he get this, he was like, I also have type one diabetes and I totally understand. And no, you don't need steroids. We usually just give them to people. So they feel like they've got something.
0: Wow. After. Wow. Wow. That's so-,
1: <laughs> so I was like, yes, this is awesome.
0: <laughs> Finally. I get more people on my team. Yeah, yeah. yes, oh, yeah, really crazy. And through this whole thing, you know, in between these big events, you um, it, th- does it have any impact on your blood sugar, your management, or the way you have to deal with your type one or not particularly?
1: No, I mean, once I was done with steroids, I yeah, nothing was really impacting diabetes at that okay. point.
0: Okay, how about that? So, is that kind of what you meant earlier when you said that? You're. I mean, you didn't come right out and say you're grateful to have diabetes, but that's about what you said. You said, you know, <laughs> like did it prepare you for this? I guess is the question.
1: I would say in a way, because I mean, like I'm accustomed to dealing with things that I can't change, mm-hmm. and that are like life impacting medical thing. Yeah, so I think I just. It wasn't like a new thing to have something to deal with, basically.
0: Like, I think some people live their lives expecting like a straight path with no mm-hmm. impe- and no impediments. And you're accustomed to being somewhere and your blood sugar getting low or having to remember to do something before you do something else or change a pump on your way out the door, like that kind of stuff. And so when yeah. somebody starts laying obstacles in front of you, you're like, all right, well, we'll just go pa- we'll get past these things.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it's perspective. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's really crazy. Wow, Kim.
1: Yeah. Is that- so now I am, what, like six, five, seven. I don't know. See, I am not good at math either. Aren't you so 2017 CPA? till now. <laughs> no, you don't need to know math to do accounting. You, you need to know the laws.
0: To-
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, I have had periodic MRIs as follow-ups at different intervals since then. And so far, see, I thought that I would be like freaking out about having radiation because I want to know everything right away. Like I'm like, I'm very impatient and I want to know everything. And this is going to take time for it to like do its thing. But Mm -hmm. I haven't been as worried about it as I thought I would be. And actually, I don't really ever think about it at all. So, but on the scan since then, it has been... The tumor has been like shrinking a little bit and like looking like it's dying, which is what it's supposed to do. So it will just be a dead thing in my head, and that's that's okay.
0: Well, and you don't see them other places, like they haven't appeared on your spine or other places like that. So no, honestly, no. it's a lot of good news. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're telling me that the other week, as I was leaving my accountant's appointment, because he was preparing our taxes, <laughs> and I asked yes. him this question. And he pulled out a calculator and I Mm -hmm. thought, that's not difficult math. Why did he just grab a calculator?
1: I'm not the only one. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: (laughs) Like for also the software, like a lot of time, like I work in Excel a lot. Excel is going to add it for me. I don't need to add up all these numbers or Mm -hmm. like in the tax software, like you just need to know where to put in the numbers and it will do its thing. Like I don't need to do a lot of manual adding. (laughs) except with years sometimes.
0: Kim, this is reinforcing my idea that society is being held together with a lot of luck. What do you think? (laughs) And computers. And computers. How, Kim, here's a question for you. I have no overhead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why won't the government help me? (laughs) It's not my fault that I built a business that needs a few thousand dollars worth of equipment and a room Uh, in my house. Why am I being punished? I am being punished, aren't I?
1: Um, you could hire someone to do
0: I talked to the guy about that. Tasks for you. It's not a one-to-one thing. It's not like if I pay someone a dollar, I save a dollar. No, not directly, no. Right. So if I hire somebody, I lose more money. <laughs> you could gain time. Oh, that's what every fucking accountant says, <laughs> and that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't need time. I need yeah. to buy a house on a mountain one day, or like more probably, more likely, pay for like some lady to change my diapers is probably what I'm really saving for.
1: Right,
0: but right, you're like, yeah, probably.
1: <laughs> well, no, we have to. Like, we don't have kids, so we're like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> well,
0: those cats are just gonna eat you. They're not gonna help at all. Yeah, can you imagine if at the end you're just like, oh no, a bear's gonna find us eventually. <laughs>
1: I guess that would work out.
0: And the rheumatologist moved out years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you have a four-wheeler, like a four like an ATV?
1: No. Uh, Other people do. I, I don't know that we need one at this point. We upgraded to a Ford Bronco so that we have more of a chuck, truck kind of car to right. get us up here. Look at yeah. you.
0: Fancy people moving <laughs> up into the hills. The locals. There's no way the locals <laughs> like you. Am I right?
1: Uh, I had jury duty last week at in this county and there <laughs> i had told them that i had just moved here because i ended up on the jury and then you had to like tell them about yourself and they and were like oh
0: we know who you are don't worry yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
1: then the one guy like he lived there his whole life and he was talking to this other guy and he was like the yuppies i'm like oh, i know i'm a denver yuppie i guess i just am a denver yuppie it is what it is I don't
0: they're know. already spreading like bear stuff on your house <laughs> to draw them to you they're like we'll get rid of these people no trouble Yeah. Wait till they wake up to a bear standing in their driveway, leaning on their Bronco. They'll be out of here in five (laughs) minutes. We can have the place back. (laughs) They're going to turn your house into a commune garden. (laughs) No, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, what would grow in Denver? Nothing, right? At that height? Tree, maybe some sort of a pine tree. Um, Okay. So a couple of things. I'm glad you're okay. I have no recourse uh, tax-wise. Is that what you're telling me?
1: (laughs) Um, no, just make less money and then you won't have to pay
0: as much tax. I have to tell you, it's interesting when you hear somebody say something like that. Like, you know, really, if you pay, if you made less money, you'd pay less taxes. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) so I shouldn't try to be successful with this. I
1: know. I know. It's, it's not fair to the normal people that this is how it works
0: yeah i'm not wealthy by the way kim i don't want to give off the impression that i like there's piles of money in the corner i don't know what to do with them <laughs> like you know like it's not right it's yeah i work my all year when i get done i'm like this is what's left <laughs> i'm like okay yeah. no i understand it's like it's yeah. it's a, you know what it's enough to make you want to do keep working Oh yeah, <laughs> you go. Well, I better. I, guess. I had other ideas. No, <laughs> it's it's like it's enough to make you go. Well, I best. I guess I better keep going because yeah. that didn't do it. So <laughs> all right, okay. Well, yeah. that's is nobody, and you charge a ton of money to now. What I'm understanding is to plug my information into a spreadsheet.
1: Hey, we cost less than lawyers.
0: Is that how you make yourself feel better, Kim? <laughs> like I see
1: <laughs> their fees sometimes when I go, oh, my gosh, that's bad.
0: Well, I guess I'm, I should have been a lawyer is what you're telling me. Maybe. Yeah, this podcasting things not paying off the way I was, like, hoping, <laughs> you know? Is there anything we didn't talk about that we should have or any other directions you want to go?
1: Well, you didn't ask me about other autoimmune in my family, and I did research on that. Oh, so I I, oh, I
0: definitely want to hear that. I was busy being <laughs> proud of myself for not going, what? Every time you said hearing. And uh, for not making a joke about a head injury when I knew you had a brain tumor. So, because um, you said <laughs> right. something earlier and I was like, oh, is that because you had a head injury? And I, and I was like, no, that's not even a good joke. I'll hold that in. Um, so you have, well, how about you, first of all? Do you have anything else?
1: Um, Just the allergies. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have any. Other but bad
0: things. enough that you're getting like... Like what, like one of those once monthly injections?
1: Yeah, allergy shots. They like put in the they put in the shot, like a little bit of the thing you're allergic to, and then you're supposed to be desensitized over time.
0: Does that work?
1: It worked for my brother. So he's always been like, why don't you get allergy shots? I'm like, I don't want to go there all the time to get a shot. Like, I don't care about getting a shot, obviously, but yeah. I don't want to go there all the time.
0: But yeah, I'm busy stealing money from people to do their taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Very busy. <laughs> hey, um before we dive into this, is your year like very busy for a short period of time and then what do you do when it's when tax season's over?
1: Well, okay. So, I used to work in public accounting. So that was where I did people's taxes um during the tax season like j- January to April. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the year I did audits, mostly of nonprofit organizations. And so that kept me busy the rest of the year. So I was like busy year round. And then after that, so I did that, I worked at that firm for like eight years. And then I worked at a firm here in Denver where they only do audits of nonprofit organizations because I thought like that I wanted to be with people again, which I don't. And then (laughs) (laughs) It was hybrid, and I was like, "Why am I going to this office? This is a waste of my time." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So then I quit that after eight months, and now I I'll just I'll, I work at JDRF in the finance department.
0: Oh, that's very nice. Look at you.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you just divert some of that money to the podcast, or is that illegal? That's probably illegal. Yeah, that was probably illegal. Okay, all right. <laughs> Never mind. Wow, that's interesting. Cause I always like, I imagine my, like an accountant as a person who just like, after tax season's over, just sits there and goes, I hope nobody gets audited.
1: (laughs) Well, the people who only do taxes, like that is kind of what they do, but I don't like being bored. So I just like sign up for all the work you could possibly do Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the firm.
0: Very nice. That's excellent. Okay. So uh, allergies to pets. Yes. No thyroid, celiac. I do not. Know. Vitilago? No. Any bipolar in the family?
1: Yes. Ah. My dad. Mm-hmm. And he has Parkinson's now, which I think is like, they're trying to figure out if that is autoimmune. I,
0: at some point, I imagine in the future that people will use this podcast as part of a research study about bipolar disorder and its <laughs> relationship to autoimmune issues. That's, that's fascinating. How was it growing up with a bipolar father?
1: Well, we didn't know it until, like, 2007.
0: What precipitated it?
1: He had a period of, well,
0: just gets a lot of stuff. I can't believe you're, um, you're he, laughing. You're like, he uh, rode a mountain lion down the middle of the road and um, <laughs> didn't seem scared, Scott. And that's yeah. when we knew. Yeah, no, What he,
1: he had a manic episode that then we all found out about what he was doing in his free time which wasn't really ideal and um then and he like my mom was in the hospital for double knee replacement surgery and he like basically like he was like I'm going out with my friends and my brother and I like you don't have friends what are you talking about and then my brother went on the computer to figure out where he was going and then we found out what he was doing and then he lied to us about what he was doing. And then mom gets out of the hospital and then she finds out more about what he's been doing. And it's, uh, yeah, that's what we found out. Kim, about
0: Kim, it. do you know the phrase, tickle your ass with a feather?
1: <laughs> that would be more like what my dad was doing.
0: No, let well, see. That's the, it's what you just did. You, you just tickled my ass with a feather a little bit. You didn't, you didn't give me the whole thing. You just gave me enough where I was like, Oh, there's more, but she's not going to say, um, just, please, broad sweeping.
1: He was going to to, to dungeons and, and doing things Sex dungeons.
0: There. Yes. Wow. Your dad. Yeah. The guy and that takes my, out the garbage and that guy. My
1: dad, who's a pastor.
0: Thank you, Kim. I didn't know that, but I appreciate you sharing <laughs> that. <I> really...
1: <laughs> now this is turning into After Dark. Okay. <laughs> no, it's
0: not. It's okay. not because we talked about taxes. It's fine. So... <laughs> wow yeah sorry wow yeah and and did that like moment lead him to get health care or did that moment lead him to be like i'm done with you people
1: that moment led him to get more health care and get more that that was like the beginning of all like he takes like 30 some pills a day now so that's Mm -hmm. like the beginning of,
0: of that process Sounds easier just to let somebody tie your balls up as a thing, but I mean, okay. (laughs) The thirty pills is a lot.
1: Well, with Parkinson's and everything. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Right,
0: right. Wow, that's um. How often does that come up at family events?
1: Well, it's never We never have really like talked about it a whole lot as uh-huh. a family. Like, I didn't know my you were. Brother Catholic. and I, I talk about it, and yeah. like, we've talked with my mom a little bit, but we've never really talked about it with my dad. And at this point, I don't think he even really.
0: No, no, I knows be, what no. he
1: was doing. And, no, Yeah. So just, I,
0: I didn't mean with him. I meant like when you oh, and your brother are sitting together. Do you ever just look at each other and go, "Hey, how about that time we found out Dad was uh, going to a dungeon?"
1: Periodically, I'd say every couple of years, we're like. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> Does it make you worry about your mental health? Do you think like, oh, well, I I'm looking out for that for myself or is that one of the reasons you didn't have kids?
1: Sometimes I think about it. So, my brother also had OCD um mm. and so like I am generally a very anxious person. Um so I don't think I need to worry about it like i've talked to people and they're like you don't need to worry about it like also if you were doing something if you were being manic and and all that like we would tell you,
0: like so yeah mm, wow <laughs> so did you in hindsight do you look back and see his behavior being different or was he just masking it somehow
1: yeah he was masking it and also that we just like Like, his narcissism and all that kind of stuff, like, we just thought that was how he was. Like, he would kind of fly off the handle at times when I was growing up. Mm. And, like, I just thought that was just how he was. But now, like, knowing that he has bipolar disorder, I think that's what it was. But we just didn't know then.
0: I'm so disappointed that I said masking it, not gag-balling it a minute Ah, ago. Yeah, really. Uh, Okay. Uh, that must mess with you. Uh, no th- no therapy, Kim? You didn't go talk to a therapist about this?
1: Um, I have talked to a therapist, but we haven't, like, it's more just, like, that's part of my whole thing. I don't need to unpack it.
0: Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know it, what you're doing. It do just with is it. what it is. Yeah, but... I don't know. I, I mean, I have to imagine that, I mean, everybody's parents are doing something they don't know about. Your thing is just comically odd. That's all. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah when you hear yeah. about it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That had to have been <laughs> a shocking moment. Boy, find your iPhone really screwed him over. Is that what this, right? Like is that Well
1: it was it was that he kept his password to his Gmail or Yahoo mail or whatever, like on a sticky note next to the computer And so then my brother
0: was able to figure out like Is there any chance that the password was titty twister?
1: I don't know what it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, I found a way to say a lot of words that you're not supposed to say, but I've said them in ways that are acceptable. (laughs) Isn't that that interesting? Like, I could say, like, bound as balls. That's okay. I don't have to bleep that out. But if I said something a different way, you wouldn't be able to. And titty twister is a colloquialism, which is a word you used earlier. So I'm okay with that, too. (laughs) And I could have said purple nurple, but I think that's too old and that people wouldn't have gotten that one. (laughs) Holy hell. That's a great story, Kim. You should be a stand-up comic, by the way.
1: Uh, No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) No, and then because every time people don't like what you're saying, you would turn your left side to them and just pretend it wasn't happening. I really see. I think you've got 15 minutes in you easily. Wow, that's something.
1: Yeah, I might. I might.
0: No kidding. And your husband, is he just scared off to the side waiting for this ride to end, or has he been okay with all this? (laughs)
1: he's okay like he and my dad never got along
0: <laughs> so that's <laughs> okay it's because your dad asked to spank him and he said no, no probably
1: no it was because my dad he's he like because we were in ohio and then my dad we we're going to move to chicago after we graduated from college and then my dad was like convinced that he was my husband not my husband yet was going to take me to chicago and abandoned me there <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a western film from the 1870s so, don't let him move you to the dust bowl he'll leave you for another woman Yeah. Like, well, like and that, yeah. that
1: was the joke that I was like right now like this time I was like now my dad thinks that he's going to take me up to this rural house and abandon me in the yeah months.
0: well that this he might be right about it. He's, you're definitely getting fed to a bear at some point and he's, your husband's like I don't know what happened actually it's a good thing you recorded this because when you turn up dead they're going to use this so, be careful, and you won't hear the bear coming, so you're in no. trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Do you ever think about i would I have to be honest with you. if I moved somewhere where there was a bear, I'd park my car on top of the front door, dive out the front door into the car, and drive away.
1: I think you just don't want to leave food outside, which we have not been doing. So I think we're gonna be
0: okay, okay. I'm just saying. People moved out of the woods on purpose. You know what I'm saying? That you went back.
1: Yeah,
0: they did. You did it all backwards. It used to be, by the way, people made money to get away from wildlife. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I've made some money. I'm going to go back to the wildlife. All right. Well, I hope this yeah. is okay. Uh, by the way, did you say bobcat or mountain lion earlier? Or did I say that? I
1: did. No, those are both options too that I could show up.
0: What about snakes?
1: Um, I don't. I don't
0: know. Oh, don't make me Google it and ruin your day, Kim. What, wait, well
1: what? it's okay it's a it's it's fine like there's there's rattlesnakes like oh my on god. and things oh out my god Colorado. but I'm, it just depends on your elevation whether or not they're gonna be there because they i they
0: stay baffled.
1: under tree line but i think we're still under tree line here so they're definitely uh, yeah i'm gonna go there could be snakes out there
0: yes. absolutely insane what you just said made me think <laughs> uh, like i don't know why denver's not a desert if that's the truth like i don't go where there's a snake that doesn't happen to me I I can't I can't I'm not not doing I'm not doing that I I just I'm not. I don't understand what you did (laughs) like that like I'd be like well that's why the house is for sale because the man woke up one day and there was a bear beating a bobcat with a snake and he's like I can't live in this weird animal sex dungeon anymore I gotta get out of here and he sold it to you, suckers. That's nah, all I can say. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Kim, we're th- going
1: to put up a fence. So
0: that'll help. Kim, yeah. I don't know what to name this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, because if you think about it, you were a little nervous in the beginning. So it starts off a little nervous. I I was, do a, no, no, I wasn't. I, I felt nervous. Uh, 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 what's the word? If not nervous. Um, you didn't open all the way up yet. You made just a little intrepid, like at first, right? And so we get Well, I
1: know you you kind of can like this is how we ended up where we are now. Yeah. So I was like, oh boy, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) because is there a
0: voice in your head that's like somehow this guy's gonna find out about my dad? Because that's what I be there there are people who won't come on this podcast. They're like, I know what's gonna happen. You're gonna get you're gonna get me comfortable, and we're gonna start joking and talking, and the next thing you know, I'm gonna say something I don't want anybody else to know. And I'm like, Yeah, that's the whole point of the podcast. I know you think the point's diabetes, you know, I mean, yeah. loosely. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I should ask you at the end. Do you pump? you have a CGM?
1: Um, Yeah, I have a Tandem and Dexcom.
0: Using the control IQ? Yes. Excellent. Works well for you.
1: It's okay. I hope that there's a time when you can turn off the auto uh, correction when you're in exercise mode.
0: Oh, okay. So you get moving... Um, running from a bobcat and your blood sugar starts falling too quickly
1: (laughs) well it's like it'll be like when i'm going out for a bike ride and then i eat a snack but then you know the exercise didn't use the snack yet and then it boluses but i'm like no i needed those carbs Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna need them in 20 minutes why did you give me insulin i didn't want insulin on board
0: i got you so you would like it to be a little more intuitive
1: yeah, because otherwise, like what I had been doing is just turning off control IQ, but then you don't get the low protection unless you turn it back on, like after. Right. Like you remember to turn it back on. So that was a problem. Um, but I I have heard that that will be a new software feature on the next update. So maybe they will be
0: doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hey, my last question is, is there any chance you're left handed?
1: I am not left handed.
0: If you could teach yourself. Here's why I ask. Because first of all, I've never given this advice to anybody before, and I'm out okay. of my depth, but I think you should have a gun. Oh. <laughs> and then I think you should teach yourself to shoot left-handed so that when it makes the noise, it doesn't hurt your ear. That's what mm. I was going to say. This I'm being serious. Got it. This is, <laughs> like, this is my best advice for you. After speaking to you for an hour and 20 minutes, you do have, you have a gun?
1: No, but now I'll have to tell my husband that you, you think we should, because well, everyone else he's told thinks it's crazy, but he thinks that... Like either we are going to need one for an animal attacking the dogs or something, or there's just like, like we're in the middle of nowhere and someone could just drive up the road and end up at our house and then be like, yeah, out and then of their mind, be, yeah, and then we yeah, have no protection yeah, from someone right. attacking us in have our you, own home. Have you ever seen *Pulp Fiction*, Kim? Um, that's a good question. I don't know.
0: Well, oh, Kim. First of all, Pulp Fiction is the best movie anyone's ever made. You should watch it. But there's going to, and I don't want to ruin it for you now. But I'm just saying, you could end up in Zed's dungeon in your own house, and mm-hmm. and yeah, a gun. I I want a shotgun at the very least. I know nothing about guns, by the way. First of all, but I think I think a shotgun, like a little, just something to, like maybe put a little buckshot in something, get get them out, get them moving a little bit, even a little birdshot, mm-hmm. maybe. You know what I mean? Just a – you know. Get him, just get them thinking the right way. Also, your husband's clearly going to shoot the dog instead of the bobcat. When this,
1: <laughs> uh, No, no, no. So
0: your husband said he thinks maybe gun. He
1: has mentioned it a few times.
0: I'd have one if I was you. And floodlights on the roof that would yeah, light up at half lights. a mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I don't know it's what you've done. Dark. You're going to die up there. That's all I want to say. <laughs>
1: it's ridiculous. Okay. That's okay. It's, it's pretty. I like
0: it. Well, let's say this. And being really serious. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Rock solid internet connection.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, it's a uh, a dish that goes to a tower. And because they're so high up, there's like nothing
0: in between us. Oh, my God. You've got the best connection. And I was panicked because at the beginning you were like, well, I didn't want to go in that room because the garage door is shaking because of the wind. And I'm like, this lady's living <laughs> on a fishing troller somewhere. I don't know what's happening exactly. But my goodness. What? A, mm-hmm. Listen. Uh, being serious. Congratulations on the new house. I'm sure you Thank won't you. die up there <laughs> <laughs> anytime soon. Okay. No, no, no. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. But that's really. It's really. Um. I think it's interesting the moves you made. Like, and I. And it. it also shows. I want to be serious for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, you don't have. Like, there's no. Um. Yeah. Uh, I don't. know, You're not scared of life. Is what it feels like to me. Like, it almost feels like to me, like you're like, look, I got diabetes, I'm okay. I had this thing growing yeah. in my head, I'm okay. I'm gonna move up on to the top of a mountain now and try this. Like I I I really yeah. am, yeah, I am envious a little bit of of in the free <laughs> in the free way you did this thing.
1: Yeah, we're we're kind of like we're not risk takers, but we want to like make sure we live life, I guess.
0: <laughs> mm, well, you live on a mountain with a bear, you're a risk taker. And um <laughs> all right, so let's get a shotgun. And let's okay. get a uh, let's talk to somebody who knows about not the people in town because they're already pissed you're there. But like you know, I, I maybe a big knife. You like a like a like I don't know in case you get into a tussle, <laughs> you might need to, you might need to ship something. I don't know, Kim. Like how did Daniel Boone do? It? Daniel Boone was somebody, right? Like how did he do the thing he did?
1: I always just think of the Revenant and and Leonardo DiCaprio fighting the grizzly bear, but these would be black bears, so it's not...
0: Oh, yeah, it's much easier to beat up a black bear. You'll be fine. (laughs) You don't know what you're talking about, Kim. You got to get on the internet and properly scare yourself. (laughs) (sighs) Maybe. All right. You're going to have, like, a 12-gauge, like, five minutes from now. You're going to be in the Walmart, like, I need a gun. Hello? Anyone? They're going to be like, us. another one of these ladies buying a gun. That Bronco's right. never been off road. That's what they're gonna say when you pull away. <laughs> oh my god. Kim, you're terrific. Thank you so much. I appreciate this very much. Thank you. Yeah, hold on one second <laughs> for me. Well, a huge thanks to Kim for her open and honest interview. And we're also going to thank US Med, usmed.com slash juicebox, or call 888 721 1514. I'd also like to thank Contour, makers of the Contour Next Gen Blood Glucose Meter, and remind you to go to contournext.com slash juicebox to get the most accurate meter that I've ever used. Check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. And, of course, if you're an Apple podcast user, head into those settings and choose all new episodes. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast. Next week, December 11th, 12th, and 13th. What are you getting? What are you getting? Brand new Omnipod 5 content. Make sure you're subscribed and following.